the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The way you're bathed in light Reminds me of that night God laid me down into your rose Garden of trust And I was swept away With nothing left to say Some helpless fool, yeah I was lost In a swoon of peace You're all I need to find So when What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, another great show for you tonight. A craft beer guest that'll be joining me this hour. Some news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? As we let a little bit of lives, the Dolphins cry play. These guys are still crushing it, but how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash A G Craft Beercast, via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play, just do a search for A G Craft Beercast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. And don't forget, we are Alexa Ready. Just say to your Alexa, Alexa. I want to listen to the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, and voila, you will get to hear me and my somewhat deep voice. But anyway, live and the Dolphins Cry uh, from the album The The Distance to Hear. Uh, Got to see these guys last Tuesday, not last Tuesday, the Tuesday before at the PNC Bank Art Center, and then I had taken a couple of days off from some vacation. It was a phenomenal show. Counting Crows live. Uh, have not seen the band live together because Eddie Kowalczyk had left the band for a number of years, got to see him as a solo artist. But the full band back together again, they did an awesome job. I was on my feet the entire time just rocking out. Uh, just they, they they are still crushing it to this day. First saw them back in late 92, I think it was. That's how long they've been playing. They are still killing it. Counting Crows, on the other hand, listen, some parts of the show were good about Counting Crows. My biggest issue uh, was Adam Duritz with the you know the stories and soliloquies in between songs, dude? If I want to read a book, man, I'm going to Barnes and Noble or I'm ordering one from Amazon. Give me some music. I'm here for music. I, the stories are great, but you got to shorten the stories up a little bit and get to the song. That was my biggest gripe uh, with them, and the fact that they didn't play one of their biggest hits, Mr. Jones. That was an issue for for me and a few other people as well. But what a great show! Had a great time. Uh, over at the PNC Bank Art Center to see Counting Crows and live. Now, my guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, Fal Allen, uh, his new book, Goza, Brewing a Classic German Beer for the Modern Era. We're hearing a lot about Gozas lately. A lot of breweries uh, brew this particular brand during the summertime because it's a light and refreshing beer. I've found myself enjoying Gozas a lot more uh, as the summer progresses, and uh, it's a great uh, topic and a great thing to talk about here. So uh, Fal is going to join us about 20 minutes from now to discuss this book. And why are Gozas so popular? I, again, I, I think part of my reasoning, I think, and we'll uh, obviously we'll hear from Fallon in about 20 minutes, I, I think it's it's an approachable beer and it tastes like summer. It reminds you of summer. It's it's light. It's refreshing. It's not a high ABV. It's good stuff. So we'll talk to Fal uh, coming up about 20 minutes from now. Uh, some uh, different news and notes to get to. Uh, on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast this week. And I, I, and I hope for those of you who live in New Jersey, uh, if you're looking to do something to help out a particular group, I hope that you will uh, consider this. This is an event to help uh, multiple scler- uh, sclerosis. I always get that wrong. I, I kind of mumble it. But anyway, um, this is from uh, somebody. Her name is uh, Erica McKenna. And uh, I got the information from uh, a Facebook site that I follow, New Jersey Let's Talk Craft Beer. And uh, this is taking place on Sunday, September 23rd. It's going to be a fun day for a very, very special cause. Again, this benefit will uh, benefit the National Multiple Sclerosis, Sclerosis Society. The event starts at 2 o'clock at Manskirt Brewing, uh, which is located in Hackettstown, New Jersey, 144 Main Street. And then it will travel approximately one-tenth of a mile down the street to Chig- uh, Chigmeister Brewing, uh, which is in Hackettstown as well, at 106 Valley. 
Valentine Street at approximately 3.30 p.m. It's uh, like a, a 5K that people run, but obviously much shorter and with craft beer without having to actually race. A donation of $20, you'll receive a commemorative pint glass. Uh, craft beers will be available for purchase at both breweries. Donations will be accepted on the day of the event. And $1 for every beer or flight sold from either brewery will go directly to the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. Uh, And thanks to the generosity of both brewers, they're also going to be holding a contest for Most Spirited Racer. Uh, The guest who shows the most passion for finding a cure for MS will win a special prize. So as they are encouraging, uh, bring your love of the color orange and your A-game. So, uh, Erica McKenna, thank you for that. The National Multiple Sclerosis Society, this is a benefit uh, to benefit that uh, that cause. At Manskirt Brewing and at Chigmeister Brewing, it starts at 2 o'clock, moves over to Chigmeister at 3.30, and again, a donation of $20. You get a commemorative pint glass. Uh, craft beer is obviously available for purchase at both breweries. Donations accepted the day of the event. A dollar for every beer or flight sold will go directly to the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. So uh, thanks to the folks from Manskirt and for, to Chigmeister and, of course, Erica McKenna. Thank you for putting this together. If you can get there, do so. I can't. I have um, uh, responsibilities with ESPN Radio uh, because I do cover football during the season. I would have loved to have gone out for that. That's a great event and money get, being given back uh, to a great cause. So hopefully you can make it there. Uh, in Westfield, uh, one town over from me in Westfield, New Jersey, the town council about a week or so ago voted unanimously in favor of an ordinance that would allow microbreweries and craft distilleries in Westfield's central business district uh, during their town council meeting. The ordinance uh, number two, uh, 2111 requires that the microbrewery or distillery include a sampling room and a retail sales area. Uh, these types of businesses are already allowed in town outside of the central business district. But this move would provide another possible opportunity to fill a vacant space downtown. This from Town Administrator Jim Gilda. Uh, Several town council members expressed their enthusiasm for the idea. Mayor Shelley Brindle noted microbrewery downtown sounds popular. The ordinance will go into the Westfield Planning Board next for review, and then a public hearing and final vote must take place before the change could go into effect. So so this is still a little bit a ways uh, from it happening. Um, obviously the laws have to be changed in each town in order to allow it in their central business district. Uh, speaking from experience, I have noticed that in Westfield, New Jersey, in the central business district, there are a lot of businesses that have gone out, uh, and they have not been able to rent them. Again, I can think up off the top of my head, probably four buildings, uh, where there is a vacant tenants and maybe they're looking for somebody who could possibly fill that need. And obviously, if you're building a brewery right now in Westfield, which I don't think anybody is, you would have to build it outside of the central business district. If the law gets changed, then you would be able to build it within the town center, which is smart because you've got restaurants nearby. So you can have a couple of brews, maybe go over to a restaurant or get some takeout, bring it back there. So kudos to Westfield for doing that. And hopefully uh, this will pass and the final vote will get taken and it will pass. And we will s- start seeing some other breweries in Union County. We have a few already. But it would definitely help uh, if we see a few more. Constellation, this was the big news from uh, from a week ago. Uh, Constellation has restructured its, um, its staff. Uh, they had announced a $4 billion investment into Canada's Canopy Growth Corporation uh, in terms of cannabis. Constellation brand, though, laid off dozens of employees tasked with selling the company's craft and specialty beers throughout the United States. Constellation, whose craft portfolio includes Ballast Point in California, Funky Buddha in Florida, Four Corners in Texas, as well as Mexican import brands Corona, Modelo, and Pacifico, terminated around 60 of its 100 or so craft and specialty reps. Uh, That coming from Brewbaum, beer enthusiast website Beer Street Journal first reported the cuts. Um, In an email to Brewbound, Constellation Brand spokeswoman Jamie Stein declined to comment on the exact number of employees that were impacted and instead described the layoffs as a right-sizing as the company reorganizes its craft sales teams within its import division. Uh, This is very interesting that they have laid off this many people. And if you only had about 100 people, let's let's assume the number was 100 people. Even if you've laid 50 off, 40 off, um, this is very interesting. And a troubling sign, possibly, in the craft beer industry. Now, Constellation, the latest notable beer company to make cuts, joining Ninkasi, Avery Brewing, Green Flash, New Belgium, Craft Brew Alliance, and Pabst Brewing, among others. Uh, Also last year, AB InBev eliminated as many as 350 sales positions, many within its high-end craft division. 
Uh, I guess I guess Constellation feels like their brands can sell themselves and they don't need as many people trying to push it into bars. Or is this an effect of smaller breweries getting on tap handles in bars? Question remains to be seen. Uh, I have a feeling it's a mixture of both. I'll be honest with you. If I see Ballast Point in a, in a, in a, in a bar, I'm going to opt to look for the local brand first before I would buy a Ballast Point. It's not to say I wouldn't drink Ballast Point, but... I'm going to opt for something different before I go back to Ballast Point. So I'm wondering if these guys are having issues getting their beers on tap handles elsewhere uh, in, uh, in bars and in other places. Now, again, I still think that Ballast Point's price point is still a bit too high. At $16 to $17 a six-pack for a brand that has been bought out by a company that should be making that price point down to around 12 that's an issue for me. And if I'm going to pay $7... For a pint of beer, uh, whether it's Ballast Point or, let's say, Wet Ticket, I'm going to opt for the Wet Ticket first before I buy the Ballast Point brand. But we'll see what happens. A friend of mine went to the Ballast Point uh, uh, Brew Pub uh, in uh, Virginia uh, a couple of weeks ago and said it was amazing and understands why they spent as much money as they did to get Ballast Point. I get that part of it, but if you're not buying their beer and you're not drawing them in, that's going to be a problem. So I'm wondering if this these layoffs of all these salespeople are going to have an impact in the craft brewery industry. Does it mean that more independent local beers are going to get on, on uh, uh, bar taps? Remains to be seen. We will find out. And we'll continue, of course, to follow that story. When we come back after a short break, we've got more news and notes, especially some stuff from Bear Republic as well, and some other things. Folks, we're just getting started on this program that focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Dennis Prager explains our free press. Happily, I live in a country which has free speech, free press. Government does not control newspapers, so you get truth. And over the course of my lifetime, and never more than at this very moment, do you realize how they are coordinated ideologically. And it is a brainwash. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1, right before Michael Medved at 3, on AM 970. The Answer. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule. I've got uh, enclosing spondylitis, which is a arthritic disease, calcification of the major joints in the spine, and I just don't have the pain that I used to have. It's really kind of uh, amazing. Balance of Nature has been an amazing product. Uh, I've recommended it to literally hundreds. Of, I'm a pastor, and I've said, y'all, just try it. Give, it. give it a month. Give it a try. And so hopefully they have. But uh, it's, it's an amazing product, and... Uh, the neatest thing is when you first open up that bottle and you can smell the fruits and vegetables. I, every time I open one, I just get a big kick out of that. When you call, use discount code THEANSWER, and we'll take 35% off your first preferred set of fruits and veggies and have them shipped to you free. Call 800-246-8751. That's 1-800-246-8751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. And use discount code THEANSWER. Hi, Phil Van Horn here for Blue Rock Energy. It never hurts to explore your options, and at Blue Rock, there's a lot to explore, like fixed, variable, and blended energy rate plans for your business, a full range of services to help reduce energy consumption, and a level of predictability that your local utility can't match. Plus, our energy advisors are there every step of the way, so whatever choice you make, you know it's the right one. Visit BlueRockEnergy.com today and learn how to get a free on-site assessment. Hi, this is Bill Martinez. Join us as we talk with the experts about the latest news, politics, issues of faith, the culture, and entertainment. It's all about us. It's all about the truth wherever it leads. Bill Martinez live, Monday mornings at 12 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. AM 970, The Answer. Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Follow me on social media. Very easy. On Twitter at Algatulo. Instagram at Gatulo. That's G-A-T-T. U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget, 
iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. And we're even Alexa ready now. You just say to Alexa, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And bingo, you will get to hear the show on your Alexa. My guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, Fow Allen and his new book, Goza, Brewing a Classic German Beer for the Modern Era. That's coming up in about 10 minutes. It was a really nice interview with Fal uh, describing the Goza style, why it's become uh, such a popular style of beer. Uh, It's a really good spot, and you'll get to hear that uh, in about 10 minutes from now. So some other news and notes to get to uh, here, and we're kind of staying mostly California, a little bit of East Coast as well. But Bear Republic, uh, they've launched Through the Haze India Pale Ale. This is a hazy IPA built in the style of Bear Republic Ales without hop-centric bitterness. Uh, This is basically, it's an East Coast, uh, New England style of IPA. Um, The, uh, let's see, traditional West Coast style IPAs, again, this is from the press release, like Bear Republic's own flagship Racer 5, uh, really complements spicier dishes. The spicy food, the bitter taste of the beer kind of complements one another. Uh, Through the Haze pairs well with traditional pub meals, and for those looking for a smoother, rounder beer or those who don't want that bitter ale, uh, haze is your ticket into a juicy, full-flavored beverage. So uh, it is out this week. Through the Haze is available in six packs and on draft at select retailers, bars, and restaurants wherever Bear Republic beer is sold. All you have to do is go to bearrepublic.com slash bear-tracker to find out how close you are to Bear Republic brews. It's a 6.4% uh, ABV through the haze. Uh, has a 30 IBU, so again, not really that uh, bitter. It's a, a hazy India pale ale. Uh, Vic Secret, Citra, and Hallertu, uh blank hops are in it, and it's a two-row malt, Pilsner, and wheat. Uh, the yeast is barbarian. I like that. just like the sound of that barbarian. It reminds me of Conan. Um, so, again, it's available in six-packs, draft, and in kegs as well. Uh, Bear Republic is, is in New Jersey. I'm pretty sure it's in New York as well, so if you're in the tri-state area, you can definitely pick up uh, Bear Republic beer. Uh, in the tri-state area. Dogfish Head, this is kind of cool. What they are doing to celebrate Labor Day weekend, they're releasing three beers at the Milton Tasting Room uh, in Milton, Delaware, on Friday, August 31st, and Saturday, September 1st. So this is Labor Day weekend. The trio of beers, Bourbon Barrel-Aged 120-Minute IPA, 120-Minute IPA, and Grisette about it. Uh, So this is interesting. So they are releasing a 120-Minute IPA that has been Bourbon Barrel-Aged. Now, uh, look, I, I the 120-minute IPA from Dogfish is really an acquired taste. I have a bottle sitting in my refrigerator. It's probably been in there now. Ooh, I want to say it's been in there. Oh, probably been in there since or, or late last year. So it's got to be about 10 months uh, that it's been aging. 120-minute is kind of one of those things where you could drink it fresh, but really the longer you let it sit, the better it, it, it tastes, and it is an acquired taste. I've had it through a Randall of uh, God. What was it? What was it at the Cloverleaf Tavern that they had? It was. Uh, I think it was through a Randall of Lucky Charms, the one twenty minute. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that's what it was, uh, and it was very tasty. You got the marshmallow flavor from the from the Lucky Charms, the cereal, you know, the whole thing. But anyway, um, one twenty minute is really an acquired taste for people. It is not exactly the best IPA that Dogfish Head makes. I think their 60-minute is fantastic. I think their 90-minute is really good. Some people kind of go in and out about the 60 and the 90. A lot of people like the 60 better than the 90, but I do like the 90-minute. The 120 is really an acquired taste, and it's one of those you buy a bottle and you share it with friends and you kind of sip a few ounces. It's definitely not one of those 12-ounce bottles that you crack open, you pour the whole bottle and see if you can finish it. It's definitely not that. It's very strong. It's very, very, you know, bitter, hoppy. It's... It's definitely different. So it's interesting, a bourbon barrel-aged 120-minute, what it would taste like. I'm wondering if the bourbon and the bitterness from the hops uh, would really kind of offset one another. Um, Founders Rum Runner, I I wasn't too crazy about. So it'll be interesting to see uh, this beer when it comes out. Now, uh, guests that visit the Milton Tasting Room between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m., uh, on the last day of August, can stop by for a beer, enter for a chance to win a limited edition 120-minute IPA poster. There's only 250 prints available. 120-minute IPA will be available in four-pack and 12-ounce bottles. They will also release 
250 bottles of bourbon barrel-aged 120-minute IPA in the tasting room at 11 that morning on August 31st. This clocks in. It's a 17% ABV. This is no slacker uh, when it comes to strength. It's been aged in bourbon barrels for seven months, then dry-hopped with a, as they describe it, a boatload of high-alpha American hops. The the bottle is priced at $30 each. Bottles will be sold on a first-come, first-served basis. Guests are limited to two bottles per person. That is on Friday, August 31st. On Saturday, September 1st, Dogfish Head will release 200 bottles of Grisette About It. That's at 11 a.m. This is Grisette About It. Let's see. It's one of the earliest known varieties of cultivated wheat. It's brewed with heirloom oats and raw organic einkorn. I have no idea what that is. So we'll leave it at that. (laughs) <laughs> You'll have to go there and check it out. It's fermented with two strains of Belgian yeast. It's aged in French oak Chardonnay barrels for two months. And again, a very low ABV on this one. It's a 3.5% ABV, pale hev- and hazy with notes of toasted oak and soft vanilla. This is going to be priced at $18 a piece. Bottles of Grisette about it will be sold on a first-come, first-served basis. Guests are limited to two bottles per person. It will also be on tap in the tasting room while supplies last. Uh, they describe it as it's like a chewy oatmeal cookie with rum-soaked raisins. See, now that sounds interesting. That's one of those things where... If it wasn't Labor Day weekend, maybe grab the wife and take a road trip down uh, to Delaware because I do want to. F- Dogfish Head is one of those places I definitely want. It's a bucket list item for me. I definitely want to visit the brewery. I've heard great things about the brew pubs. I've eaten in one of the brew pubs, um, but also they have the hotel and all this other stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But if you want more information about the Dogfish Head stuff for the Labor Day weekend, just go to dogfish.com uh, for more information on that. Be interesting to see. If they mass release the bourbon barrel aged 120 minute uh, IPA. Uh, this is an interesting story. Last Saturday, Corey Belmore of Windsor, Canada, had set a new world record for the fastest time to finish the Beer Mile World Classic, but he barely had time to savor the victory because officials reversed the decision and offered him up a foamy glass of bitter defeat. The reason why, according to race officials, Belmore, who remains the fastest contestant to ever finish the Beer Mile, uh, Beer Mile World Classic after his record-setting time of 4 minutes and 33 seconds in 2017, didn't manage to drink enough beer while racing around the track. The race uh, tasks each contestant with drinking a total of four 12-ounce beers before hitting the finish line. Uh, one at every quarter mile, but Belmore reportedly left more than four ounces total in bottles along the route, effectively disqualifying his run, which clocked in at four minutes and 24 seconds. Belmore left about four and a half ounces, or a half an ounce more than he was permissible. Uh, the second-place finisher, British runner Dale Clutterbuck, was awarded the win in Belmore's stead with a time of four minutes and 47 seconds. Um, Belmore said uh, in a recent Twitter post, he said, never rush through life. Uh, better luck next time. Belmore still holds the record for the fastest beer mile ever run, setting the record at the 2017 Beer Mile World Classic in San Francisco. Ironically, in 2017, broke the record he set at the 2016 Beer Mile World Classic in London. That according to BeerMile.com. So apparently, he didn't drink enough beer. And, you know, they talk about how um, beer does have restorative properties after you exercise or whatever. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I find that water <laughs> works better for me. But obviously... Um, Beer is made up of water, but with some other things in it to make it a little bit more um, adult-like. Let's put it that way. Finally, uh, Stone Brewing's uh, Greg Cook, he's going to star in a a new documentary. It's called The Beer Jesus of America. This chronicles the construction and opening of the company's Berlin brewery. Uh, This coming from Brewbound, the website Brewbound. Stone spokeswoman Lizzie Yunkin uh, confirmed the project, said the film was made independently of the beer company. Uh, The director, Matt Sweetwood, apparently had reached out to Stone about shadowing Cook during its expansion into Germany. Company granted him access. Sweetwood planning to premiere the film on the festival circuit starting in September. Uh, According to the website for Sweetwood's Namesake production company. The documentary is currently in post-production. Uh, it's an interesting poster uh, that that is written kind of like in a um, in a kind of uh, highlighted script, the Beer Jesus of America, and it has a picture uh, of the back of Greg Cook, and he's standing on a couple of crates and a barrel, and he's got his arms outspread as he's overlooking what what looks to be, at least to me, in the picture, uh, the brewery, uh, the Stone Brewery in Germany. Um, it's very interesting. It's, uh, so he kind of offered a sneak preview of the film on, on his website and Twitter pages, and then he took it offline. 
Uh, it shows the genesis of the $25 million Berlin brewery that opened in September of 2016. And as the film's website has teased, risking millions on a vision to become the first American to own and operate a craft beer brewery in Europe, Greg Cook may be making the biggest mistake of his life. One of America's most successful craft brewers, the so-called Beer Jesus, has spent years working on an ambitious project in a sleepy corner of Berlin, and it has an uncertain future. Uh, we spoke with Greg Cook when the uh, brewery was about to open, um, and he was in Germany. And look, all he's trying to do is to bring some different techniques and different beer to Germany. As Cook said, uh, it, beer has been totally taken for granted in Germany. It's something that's become a commodity, and for most people, it's still a commodity. Most Germans are drinking basically a crate of beer, 20 half-liter bottles for 8 euro. It's crazy. You can't make something awesome cheap. So, again, he's trying to expand uh, the Germans' you know, taste of beer because, obviously, the German recipe that's a, a five-decades-old purity law, it's actually, I think it's longer than that, uh, which stipulates that beer can only be produced using water, barley, hops, and yeast. Uh, so, you know, he's just trying to do things a little bit differently, whereas uh, to be a true German beer, you have to follow uh, the German purity law. So it'll be interesting to see when this documentary comes out. Hopefully we can get a, a look at it, and we'll have a review for you uh, when it does um, when it when it is released uh, in September on the festival circuit, hopefully it'll be in theaters here somewhere in the tri-state area. Uh, when we come back after a short break, Fal Allen, his new book Goza, brewing a classic German beer for the modern era, will join me. That happens next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer: news, opinion, passion. This is AM nine seventy. The answer. It's clear in 78 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Authorities say that a man wearing a Star Wars shirt has been robbing people throughout the summer in Brooklyn. James Flippin reports. The suspect is said to be between 30 and 40 years of age. In a surveillance image released by NYPD, the man is wearing a Star Wars shirt. Accused in a string of robberies taking place from June 2nd through July 27th in Brownsville. Most often, the suspect rips necklaces off women, but an 80-year-old man was choked and had his wallet stolen. James Flippin, NBC News Radio, New York. Thank you, James. Tim Conway is suffering from dementia. The 84-year-old actor and comedian is currently in a nursing facility, according to court documents obtained by People. The Carol Burnett Show star's daughter, Kelly, wants to be placed in charge of his medical treatments, claiming that his wife, Charlene, is trying to move him to a can't get the help that he needs. The documents say that uh, Conway can't provide for his food, health, and clothing and is almost entirely unresponsive. In addition to his work in the 1970s Carol Burnett show, Conway has made numerous television appearances over the years, starring in McHale's Navy and landing guest roles on shows from 30 Rock to Mad About You. In sports, a last check of the Yankees in the bottom of the seventh. They were leading 5-3 over the Orioles. Mets lost to the Nationals 15-zip. Your traffic delays inbound GWB. Right lane is closed for a disabled vehicle. Mid-span, 50 to 60-minute delays. 35 to 40 on the lower level, 15 to 20 for the Route 4 and 46 approach. Lincoln Tunnel inbound 30 minutes, outbound 15. Holland inbound 30 minutes from the Turnpike, 25 from the 1 and 9 approach. And the outbound Holland is now in pretty good shape. Parking rules, meter rules will be in effect for tomorrow citywide. Weather for tonight, some clouds low 73 degrees. A mixture of clouds and sun for tomorrow, high 91. And Tuesday, sunny, hot, and humid, high 96. You now know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno on AIM 970, The Answer. Did you know that about 80% of college students change their majors at least once? Instead of spending tens of thousands of dollars trying to make a decision at a high-tuition four-year university, consider New Jersey's outstanding community colleges. Community colleges offer a top-notch education at an affordable price. Community colleges offer flexible schedules, smaller class sizes, qualified professors, and support staff, extracurricular activities, and athletics. Explore a wide range of major and career options. Earn college credits while deciding the best career route for you. So start college the smart way. Save money and time while getting a solid education at New Jersey's 19 community schools. To learn more, visit njea.org backslash higher ed. The members of the New Jersey Education Association are making public schools and community colleges great for every student. This message is sponsored by the New Jersey Education Association, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. TheAnswer.com.
Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to all of the Craft Beer Casts on those two platforms. And we're even Alexa ready, too. You got one of those Alexas from Amazon? Just say, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, and voila, you can listen to the show. Now, my guest on the cast, he's a brewmaster for Anderson Valley Beer, but he's also an author of a new book that's coming out on September 7th. The book is called Goza, Brewing a Classic German Beer, for the modern era, just go to Amazon.com to pre-order yourself a copy. But let me welcome in Fal Allen to the Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer, Fal, welcome. Thank you, thank you for having me. You got it, Fal. You've been brewing for thirty years, and we're going to get to the Goza style of beers in a moment. But I have to ask you: you were a brewer. Reading your your bio, you were a brewer in Singapore for Archipelago Brewing. What was that like? And what types of beers did you brew in Singapore? Well, it was a fantastic experience. I worked for a bigger company that was partially owned by Heineken, so it was a little bit outside my uh, my comfort zone at first. But uh, I was taken over there so that I could make beers that fused Asian cooking with the European brewing uh, traditions. And we made all kinds of crazy beers, including a durian beer. Now, now what, is a, what is a durian beer? Oh, durian is a fruit that is hard and spiky on the outside and uh, custardy and creamy on the inside. And people say it smells and tastes kind of in between um, onion soup, blue cheese, and rotting garbage. <laughs> that's a that's a great description. So obviously the beer was very tasty and didn't taste like rotting garbage then. Well, you know, it depends on whether you like or you hate it. You know, it's called mm-hmm. the king of fruit. And, um, you know, the naturalist Wallace thought it was the, the best fruit on the planet. But some people, uh, I think Zimmer uh, in his, his show Weird Foods, uh, he couldn't even get it in his mouth. So some people love it, some people hate it. Uh, it's an Asian delicacy, and, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Some, Cer- some folks loved it. Certainly an acquired taste. Now, what was the most, while you were out there, what was the most popular style of beer in Singapore? Oh, you know, it's hot out very near the equator, so the light lagers were very, very popular. Uh, we made a pale ale that uh, kind of emulated the light lager but had a little more hop flavor, and that was very popular for us. We made a wheat beer that uh, was infused with some of the Asian spices, tamarind, lemongrass, and that was quite popular, too. But uh, the bigger, heavier beers, uh, people tended to shy away from for the most part. Gotcha. Talking with Fal Allen, the uh, author of a new book. It's out September 7th. It's called Goza, Brewing a Classic German Beer for the Modern Era, here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, the Goza style, has been around for a long time. Can you talk to me a little bit about the history of the style? It was... Uh, start, it, it obviously started in Germany, correct? Yeah, it started in uh, northwest of Leipzig, uh, a few hundred miles, and what what we used to call East Germany, but but now it's all unified. And it started in a little town called Goslar, and that town popped up uh, about eleven 1, hundred years ago. Hmm. And you can be fairly certain that if the town popped up in Germany, it, it started brewing beer soon after that, <laughs> and. Their beers became noted throughout the region uh, for being particularly delicious. And uh, although the name Goza didn't appear in the literature until some hundred years later, uh, they were definitely making a beer from the town of Goslar a thousand years ago. Mm. Now, Fal, on this program, uh, the theme always, at least for the last year or two for me, uh, has been um, always revolved really around IPAs. Why is the Goza style becoming so popular now? Well, I think one of the reasons is because it's not an IPA. Um, IPA has kind of exploded onto the craft beer scene, and I think it was a, a style that was easy for people to understand, very hoppy. <clears throat> and Goza is a, the complete opposite of that. It's not hoppy at all. Uh, it's a lighter wheat beer with a hint of sourness and a hint of saline or salt. Mm. And I think... People had just kind of maybe gotten over the huge IPAs and wanted something different. Uh, nobody could have been more surprised at the success of Goza than I was. 
I just didn't think it it really go anywhere, and yet it's really quite taken off. It, it has, and, and to me, it reminds me of kind of a summer type of beer, a warm weather type of beer, something that you can have, and it's kind of quenching and refreshing. Uh, kind of, cle- I, I don't want to say it's a palate cleanser because it really isn't because of the different flavors uh, that are in it, but it is definitely something that you would serve uh, at a summer barbecue. We're talking with Fal Allen, the author of a new book. It's out September seventh. It's called Goza: Brewing a Classic German Beer for the Modern Era. Here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy, the answer. What other insights about Goza? can folks get from reading this book, uh, and are there recipes that home brewers can follow? Oh, yeah. There are over 25 recipes uh, from brewers all over the world, some of them quite famous, uh, some of them less known. Uh, but the recipes are all quite good, and there's a lot of technical data on how to brew uh, gozas, your different options for different pieces of the process. Uh, it has some history uh, to it, and so it's, I think it's a pretty well-rounded book. And because of the history part, it's going to be interesting, not just for brewers, but for beer aficionados as well. That's very cool. Now, Labor Day, right around the corner. Um, If I were having a barbecue, what would be the best goza to serve to my guests? I kind of like the goza, you know, simple, and they are not fruited or spiced too heavily. Uh, We make uh, our original goza was was like that with a little bit of coriander and a little bit of sea salt. Gozas that we've made since then have had fruit additions, which is not uncommon, and some of them have spices. But I really kind of like the ones that are just with the wheat, the malt, a little bit of saline. Those seem to me to be the most refreshing. Um, there are quite a few good ones out there. Uh, I think pretty much every brewery in America makes a, a goza nowadays, or almost everyone anyway. Right. now, And finally, you're, you're the current brewmaster for Anderson Valley for the last eight years. Um, what other style haven't you made at the brewery that you would like to brew? I know that brewers, you know, uh, there are certain, obviously, the beers that, you know, are popular, obviously you're continuing uh, to brew them, but what's a style that you haven't brewed yet that you would really like to sink your teeth into and brew? Oh, there's a couple of these lesser-known styles. Uh, Grazer, it's a kind of a smoky, sour beer uh, from Poland. Um, there's Rauch beer that comes from Germany. is a, a smoked lager. Uh, which I think we'd like to make one day. But, you know, what I want to make and what's going to be popular are often two different things. Right, sure. Uh, we, we, make a, we make a fair amount of new beers every year. We just came out with a black rice beer that I think is quite tasty that I think is going to have some legs. Uh, we made a beer. Uh, one of our uh, Hispanic guys came and he said, you know, I used to drink this, this kind of tea drink when I was a kid made from hibiscus. Uh, I think he called it Jamaica or Rosella. So we've made a beer based on his childhood drink with hibiscus flowers. So we're always trying to find new things, get new flavors into the beer. Right. Is it isn't it funny though? I mean, um, that you're just trying you're you're trying to find that right beer that kind of sparks interest, not from one segment of the population, but from everyone. A, a beer that's approachable to everyone. And there's always that fine line between. What everybody enjoys and what only a select few enjoys. Do you, ha- you know, you get what I'm saying there? Oh yeah, that's I. You know, you want to make something that is going to appeal to a broad spectrum of people, but at the same time, you want it to be interesting and unique. You don't want it to be a copycat beer, right? Uh, so you're trying to figure out what's going to be drinkable, what's going to be, you know, popular, but at the same time, unusual. Exactly. My guest has been Fal Allen, the author of a new book. It's out September 7th. It's called Goza, Brewing a Classic German Beer for the Modern Era. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Fal, thanks so much for joining me tonight. I very much appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it. You got it. When we come back, time for Suds and Duds, and it's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt explains that America knew who they were voting for with Trump. Donald Trump is Donald Trump. Just get over it. And the Republicans are still going to win the Senate. Because guess what? Americans are sophisticated. They know what they got with Donald Trump. He was a playboy. They know that. They don't believe he's a Manchurian candidate, which Democrats believe. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Weekday mornings at 3, right before Joe Piscopo at 6 on AM 970. The Answer. 
Sunday nights are about to get a little more interesting as a new voice hits the airwaves. His perspectives are different because he's different. He's an author. He's worked on political campaigns. He's conservative. And he just graduated high school where he was the student body president. His name is Joe Silverstein. And he's the host of The Joe Silverstein Show. Tune in Sunday nights at 9 right here on AM 970, The Answer. The Army National Guard is offering up to a $20,000 enlistment bonus to qualified candidates. You may be eligible for up to $50,000 in student loan repayment or a monthly educational stipend. Learn more at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the New York State National Guard. Like AM 970, The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at AM970TheAnswer.com Segment of the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash A G Craft Beer Cast, V email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for A G Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every show. We're also Alexa ready. Just say, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, and voila, you will get to hear the Craft Beer Cast. Um, so, of course, this is the segment where we discuss, or I discuss, the various beers that I've had over the past week or two, and I let you know whether I like them. They would be a suds, or if I don't like them, that would be a dud. So, to kick it off, uh, Icarus Brewing did another tap takeover at one of my favorite places uh, to sample craft beer and to eat as well, Paragon Tap and Table, uh, located right off the Garden State Parkway, exit uh, 135 in Clark, New Jersey. Also had a, a, a radio colleague of mine uh, eat and drink over there. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he loved it. Loved the atmosphere, loved the beers, loved the food. So, uh, Chris, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, but let's kick off with Icarus Brewing. So I had the uh, I had a flight to start, and I had the uh, the Go flight to start with, which was their Pale Ale. Uh, very tasty, juicy, um, kind of an IPA light, as I like to uh, call it. It was really, really good and a nice um, kind of starter. Uh, beer to get into the evening, so that was that was great. Then I moved on, which one that I've had before and a name I can almost never pronounce: the Waikikamu, Waikikamukau, Waikikamukau. That's it uh, by Icarus. It's a great beer. It's solid. It's juicy. It's tropical. It it looks like. Uh, a clouded glass of orange juice with pulp in it, but it is fantastic. It goes down so smooth. It is phenomenal. Had this one before, and the guys from Icarus really uh, knock it out. Uh, and then, you know what? There was one on there that I did not check into, um, and I thought I did, but I didn't. So I had the Go Flight, the Waikikikamu. I'm trying to remember what was the other one that I had. Oh, I know what it was that I didn't check into, and I'll have to do that on Untapped. You can follow me at Gatulo. The um, Icarus's version of a yacht juice, but slightly different, uh, which was a double. That was very good as well. Uh, I don't have the name of it off the top of my head, but trust me, it's their newer version of their yacht juice. It is delicious. But the last one that I had on the on the list. And definitely, I'm glad, let's put it this way, folks, I'm glad that I got a taster of this and not a full pour, because at at close to 14%, it was a very, very big boozy beer. The uh, Kalishna Coffee uh, from Icarus, nutty, kind of had a Nutella smell to it. Um, Really, really nutty and coffee, Uh, hazelnut, I don't know, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to think of the nutty flavors that I was, almonds, you know. If you like nuts and coffee and that kind of mixed together in a beer, let this thing warm up. It is 
fantastic. It was so good. And again, I'm glad I only got a taster of it because if I had gotten any more than that, um, that would definitely be a problem. Then I moved on to a one day my IPA will have something to say about this by Evil Twin Brewing. I love Evil Twin. Some of the names of their beers, very long but funny. Uh, This was good. Different, sweet, um, a bit bitter, nice on the back end. Uh, It was a little different. You got that sweetness right off the top. Um, and then the the little slight bitterness caught you uh, on the way down. Very nice, though, on the back end uh, of this beer. This was great. Evil Twin does pump out some really good beers. Had the Experimental Saison by Icarus, light yet spicy in a good way. Uh, got a chance to try their, um, their Pilsner, which is kind of their version of a bacon, lettuce, and tomato. It's a smoked Pilsner. I'm not crazy about smoked beers. I'll be honest with you. There are very few that I really like that I can enjoy. This was not one of those. Um, I, I don't know what it is. It's just I don't know if smoke belongs in beer. I think the only way you smoke beer, in my opinion, again, it's just my opinion. It's not right or wrong. But to smoke a beer, a porter. If you're going to smoke a porter, that's one thing because you've got some flavors in there that you can kind of, you know, mix in. When you're doing it with other beers, I think you're just experimenting for the sake of experimenting. That's it. Uh, that's Again, that's just my opinion. I, and I could be completely off base. What do you think? Send me an email, albertg at nycradio.com, or hit me up on Twitter at algatulo on that one. As we continue on our Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, Wrecking Bull, the Constructible number 1 by Bolero Snort. Love this one. Great bitterness. And uh, just like Miley Cyrus. Let's put it that way. Uh, the boys from Bolero doing a great job. We had uh, Scott Wells on a few weeks back. And again, their tap tasting room is uh, in the process of being constructed. Hopefully, they'll get it done uh, by early to middle of 2019. And they will be a stone's throw away uh, from MetLife Stadium. So that is uh, very cool. Uh, Them and Brick City and Almentry, they'll all kind of be within, uh, you know, a short driving distance of one another. That's going to be very, very cool. Had a Flood and Blush IPA by uh, Dogfish Head. Real good beer. That's a nice, solid, juicy. No, I shouldn't say it's not juicy. Uh, It is a nice... Uh, well-rounded IPA uh, that Dogfish Head puts out. And a new one that I tried, because I saw the can, I saw the press release, uh, we had talked about it on the show, and I really wanted to try it, was the Liquid Truth Serum by Dogfish Head. Um, Tasted malty to me. It was delicious in the 16-ounce can. I like the fact that it was a four-pack of 16-ounce cans. Um, But this is a little different. They kind of, I think they, what did they do? They grinded up the hops or something. they they mixed it in a different way than the, you would normally make an IPA, um, and I got a lot more malt flavor out of it than I was expecting. Very, very good, though. Um, also had, I got a chance to pick this up. My local liquor store does a really good job of getting some West Coast beers. One of them that they get on a consistent basis, or a brewery that they get on a consistent basis, is uh, the Lost Abbey Port Brewing, um, which I love because... That's a great brewery. That's You don't see a lot of it in New Jersey. You really have to kind of look around. But the Lost Abbey makes some phenomenal, heavy, boozy beers. Really, really good beers. Their tasting room when I was out there in San Diego uh, at their little tasting room in Cardiff-by-the-Sea was outstanding. That, to me, was like the perfect tasting room. Open to the, uh, open to the elements. Uh, they had dogs outside. Beautiful weather. Got to see the sunset and just a great bar with great beers and good conversation. It was it was a lot of fun. But um, their 12th anniversary double IPA is out right now. And I encourage you, if you're an IPA fan, if you like doubles, uh, this is a 10 percenter. Doesn't taste like a 10 percenter. Uh, this is just a fantastic beer. It's all the elements of what you want out of a West Coast IPA. You've got that 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 nice bitterness, the hoppiness. You've got all of it combined into one. Certainly not the juicy New England style that everybody's uh, brewing these days. This is just a great beer. And again, does not drink like a 10% at all. It goes down super smooth. It is fantastic. I had gotten two bomber bottles. Uh, We drank one. I shared it with a friend. Uh, But I think I'm going back there to get another bottle or two. Because you know what? For the bomber bottle, I think it retails in the store that I go to for about six and change, which is not bad. It's a little more than a pint. You're going to get two good pours out of it. Uh, two decent-sized pours. And if you're sharing it with a friend, it's even better. You get a you know, couple glasses out of it or whatever, but definitely worth the money. Uh, and I would certainly encourage you uh, to pick up the 12th anniversary double IPA by Port Brewing if you see it in the state of New Jersey. And then finally, uh, my good friend Buddy Watson, who we comment on uh, you know, on this show at the end of the show because 
Uh, Buddy was kind of another catalyst to how this show got started and how um, he would help me out with beers that I could I couldn't get in New York State because he lives uh, up near Albany. So he w- he would bring stuff. Full disclosure, Buddy and I have been uh, friends for over thirty years. Went to high school together, but we trade off craft beers every time that he's in town. So I'll give him some stuff from New Jersey and other places that I know that he can't get in New York State. He gets me some stuff that I can't get uh, in New Jersey, and that's that's the other thing about craft beer. If you're doing it with friends, if you're drinking with friends and everybody kind of has their, their taste and stuff and you live in different areas or, he, you know, certain person get access to beers that you can't uh, get to, it's nice to have that trade-off to be able to uh, sample different beers from around the country that you normally can't get. So he brought me from Springdale beer, but I digress. Uh, this is, uh, I, I guess, Springdale. It, they were doing a collab with Jack's Abbey. I don't really know the whole origins of Springdale. It says by Jack's Abbey. I don't know if Jack's, Jack's Abbey owns Springdale beer. I'll have to do some uh, investigating on that one. This was great. Tropical, slightly bitter bite, very nice going down. This was delicious. He brought me two cans of it. I've had one. I think I might have the other one uh, You know, next weekend or the weekend after. This is definitely a nice, easy. I want to take my time drinking this one. This is one you kind of crack open and you sip it and you kind of just ease into it. But, buddy, thank you for this. This was fantastic. He, he brought me a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, and uh, I'm hoping to try them over the next couple of weeks. And, of course, I will report back to you uh, as to the flavors of those beers and whether I like them or I dislike them. That's why it's suds and duds. Um, but it's nice to be able to collab with somebody. It's nice to be able to you know trade beers off. And that's part of the community uh, of craft beer. You know, that's uh, you know one of the things that I like to discuss all the time about craft beer. Craft breweries have become the meeting place for everyone. That's the most important thing, that people get together in town, you talk about different things, and it is definitely something uh, that is worth it. Uh, It is definitely a boon for small business and for local towns as well. And, you know, when the town is making money and they're getting their taxes and everybody's getting paid and, you know, uh, people are having a good time drinking beers, there's nothing better in the world than that. You know what I'm saying? Folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Fal Allen, and his new book, Goza, Brewing a Classic German Beer for the Modern Era. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.